You're listening to the EE Podcast. My name is Dane Thomas. So this week I landed back in Australia. I've been traveling for about 10 weeks. I left my home just in the hinterlands behind Byron Bay in right at the end of July, August kind of house-sitted and crashed here and there, flew out of Australia in September, went to Austin, Texas, where I attended an ISTA level one, hung out with my good buddy I've referenced on previous episodes, Alex Chaffin, uh, made some, some cool networks in Austin, went to New York for a weekend, made it to Berlin for the Occulture Esoteric Conference, which was super amazing, very inspiring, uh, a lot of dark, magical, occult teachings and art going on that really inspired me. Spent a few weeks in Berlin where I very much fell in love with that city and made a pledge to come back and buy an apartment and have a Berlin life at least some of the time. Went to Dubai for a few days, got a taste of the future visionary wealthy magic that is Dubai and then got to Bali where I was planning to run my current course, The Magic of Marketing, which is now underway, work out, hit the gym, etc., and hang out with a lot of the kind of conscious spiritual tribe in Ubud and Changu. This was kind of all going according to plan. And, well, let me circle back. I realized the other day I've been kind of holding out on you guys and that, you know, this, this podcast is called The Esoteric Entrepreneur. And the idea is to chronicle my, my journey, both as an entrepreneur, but also my inner and esoteric journey, which I don't really feel I've been sharing so much. So I'm going to get a bit vulnerable because I, I sort of like to keep this stuff secret, you know, which if we think of the word esoteric, it means hidden, much like the word occult. Um, you know, these words have a sense of things that are hidden, that are sacred, that are private. And so... Even though I'm a kind of loud and proud proponent of magic and ritual and so on, I, I do typically keep the bulk of what I'm doing on those levels to myself. So I talk in very general terms about certain practices or certain frameworks, but I don't usually share what I'm doing. So I'm going to endeavor to, to be a bit more candid on this podcast and reveal more of the juicy stuff behind what's going on in my inner world as well as, you know, yeah, we're launching a marketing campaign, which is, you know, it's cool, but it's not giving you the full picture because for me, this inner world and this outer world work hand in hand together. And that's what the EE is all about. So when I got to Berlin, I really started to feel the energetics of that city. And I would describe Berlin as having it's kind of a dark feminine energy for me. Yeah, there's a, there's a deep, rich darkness and there's sort of a fluid, sensual, swirling vortex that um, for me draws me into pleasure and eros and creativity. 
and magic. You know, magic feels strong in Berlin to me. And so when I was there, I started doing a working, uh, a sigil magic working around this idea that I've been calling in um, the magical millionaire artist. And I've done sigils and work on manifesting the magical millionaire artist before. This is this is sort of a three-part archetype that sums up who I want to be and how I want to live my life. And, you know, I feel like the magical thread is quite strong. The millionaire thread is very much on track. And the artist has often felt like it, it's been lagging behind. You know, I have had some struggle in opening that door. It was about four years ago that I really decided I wanted to start making music again. And, you know, that, that really was quite daunting at first because I'd just been focused on entrepreneurship and spirituality for about a decade. Hadn't really written much music or anything like that. Anyway, in Berlin, I really started to yeah, do some ritual workings, which what does that look like? Well, firstly, it looks like making a sigil. So a sigil is a symbolic representation of a goal or a desire. So I made a sigil and I put it everywhere. I put it on the altar. I put it next to my bed. I put one um, on the mirror in my apartment. I went to the strip joint one night and had kind of a wild, debaucherous evening. And I was chatting with the girls, you know, the strippers that were there and about what I was doing and that I'd been at a, at a magic conference. And one of these chicks was this cute chick from Texas and she was like, oh, y'all do magic? She was like, <laughs> and um, basically she ended up holding my sigil on her pussy while she was dancing and like charging the sigil with her body. And, you know, that night got, that night got super wild. But let's just say like everywhere I went and everything I did in Berlin, um, I used it to charge the energy into these sigils. I gave one to a friend to do some work with. I... You know, I'd stare at it every night before bed for about two to three minutes. I'd just stare at the symbol until it became kind of meaningless and abstract and, and then dream. And, you know, I, I think this working started to take effect. And really, I had some strong hits come out of that time. And one of them was that, really, I'm a writer. You know, of all the art forms that there are, I have written fiction, poetry, prose since I was quite young. You know, I used to write, I used to try and like write like Lord of the Rings and Conan style fantasy novels. And I'd, you know, I'd be like 11 or whatever. And I would try to write, you know, some, they're in the tavern and there's this, the big guy with the sword and there's a little kind of thieving dude. And of course there's some magician and they're on an adventure and blah, 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 blah. And, um, There'd always be sex and violence, which is cute. I've still got some laying around and it's like, it's so innocent because I had never had sex and I hadn't really been involved in a lot of violence at that point in my life. So the, my construct of how it would go down would be pretty innocent, but I've always written and it just really came back to me in Berlin. You know, I was getting this sense of writers that have inspired me like Alistair Crowley, like William Burroughs, um, I kept thinking of Bukowski and um, who else? Just just classically writer, writer archetypes, you know? Um, yeah, and so that really came alive quite strongly for me. Um, 
Another thing that I started to work with is this understanding that what I'm doing with my travels is tapping into what, what energies are alive for me in each different country. So like I said, Berlin is almost like this seductress and I would find myself, you know, cruising around in a trench coat and glasses and hat and I'm like, okay, this character really fits in Berlin. No one even would notice this and I'm just hanging out in bars and listening and watching and sipping a whiskey and maybe write a poem or something and that was really easy to be that guy there. Anyway, I made my way to Bali and I still couldn't give you the exact frequency that I get when I'm in Bali, but it puts me more in my yin and a lot more in my body. There's a lot of body and health stuff that has moved for me each time I've been in Bali. And I did another working, I did another ritual process, a sex magic process, and it was around manifesting a certain level of impact. You know, that the next piece that I bring out I want it to impact a much bigger number of people. And so there's a sense of calling through uh, a spiritual entrepreneurial piece of work and getting that to hundreds of thousands and even millions of people. I did that process. And once that process was finished, I instantly got this flash of this place that I like to go that is near my mum's house here in Brisbane and it's it's this red volcanic rock cliffs and I just got a flash of it and it's like I need to fucking go home and I was like I've only been here for like a week and a half I was going to stay in Bali for several months it's like what what the fuck and it's like nah it's time I need to go home <laughs> so I bought a flight uh, I bought a flight for a few days out and um that night, I got super sick, like barley belly, shitting, vomiting, everything just came on super quick. It was like a huge shamanic purge. And yes, you know, I'm aware bacteria exists. With me, you know, I, one thing I need you to get is like, it's not an either or, you know, I see the magical and the shamanic and I see it, it held within the practical and the objective and the scientific. I, I see that they both exist together. So it's never like, things are only magical or things are only scientific. It's always both with me. And so, you know, the sickness kind of kicked in. I was, I was done, you know, I was just up all night, fucking emptied, completely destroyed the next day. Slept, lounged around and slept for about 20 hours in my bed. By the Monday I got a, the IV people came and gave me a drip and I did the, you know, vitamin drip and rehydrated, felt a fair bit better. And by the Tuesday night, I was flying out back to Australia. And here I am. I'm recording this from Australia, even though my plan was to base in Bali and work there and do everything there for at least a few months. So what's happened since I've been here? Well, in amongst the mix, and maybe I'll go into more detail in another episode of what, what practices I'm doing, but... I started doing some work at this, this place, this, this red volcanic cliffs at the beach where I've done a lot of practices where I took my first DMT. It's where I did the ritual that led to me um, selling the spiral. It's, it's, I've done a quite a few potent things there and I feel that I have a strong sense of connection to the earth in that point, it's as strong as anywhere. And what started coming through is 
seeing the world as, as a macrocosm of my body. You know, there's, there's me and there's the world. And seeing this place and this area, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Byron Bay, you know, these are places that I've lived the most and Australia in general as the base. It is the base chakra for me. It is the root chakra for me. It is the, the bottom. It's literally the arse end of the world, right? So it's accurately the base of the world. And I got this sense that, yes, if I want to build this international life, I can have that and I can hold a field that is global, but first the base must be established. So fast forward to now, I'm um, consolidating and selling some shares and some crypto, even though it is the worst time to cash out of crypto, but I don't really give a fuck. What I more follow over money, over outcomes, is the energetic hit, is the energetic sense of current and forward progress and momentum and knowing. And for me right now, there's a sense that it is time. So I'm shopping for a house, putting it out there, that I'm going to get a place that is a little bit in the forest, but is close enough to civilization that I can go to cafes and go to the gym, that I can catch up with kind of conscious community, entrepreneurs, spiritual folks, tantra folks, etc. And that's what I'm doing right now is looking at landing this base in Australia. And I'm hitting the gym and getting good sleep and doing various practices, which I think I will elaborate on in another episode. But this is what I'm up to right now. I'm landing in Australia.